This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Uh, let's get it on. It's, it, this is a special time of the year. Uh, going against a team such as the Cavaliers is it's, um, it's something to look forward to, something to uh, really go home and, and uh, think about all the possessions that happened the other night and uh, learn from them and then um, take what you can into Tuesday because they're going to make adjustments, we're going to make adjustments, and uh, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be an all-out battle. You're listening to BetQL Daily with Joe Ostrowski, Joe Giglio, and Aaron Hawksworth from BetQL. Welcome back. BetQL Daily right here on the BetQL Network. Joe O, Joe G, Aaron Hawksworth with you on a Monday. The voice there of Kyrie Irving getting set for the play-in tournament. It's the Nets, eight-and-a-half-point favorites against the Cleveland Cavaliers for the right to the seventh seed. Let's talk some NBA playoffs right now. On the Roman guest line, our guy Joe Osborne of Odd Shark. He's uh, with us as we discuss all of this on the Roman Guest Line. Uh, Joe, welcome back to the show. Happy to have you. The play-in games are set. Any angles you like here to start us off as we tip off the NBA postseason? Well, there's a few things I'm looking at here. Uh, you know, all the lines are pretty tight and set correctly, in my opinion. But you take a look at that Brooklyn uh, Cavs game and the trend that I keep going back to, and you guys probably heard it last week, as a home favorite, the Nets are 2-23-1 against the spread over their last 26 games as a home favorite. 2-23-1 against the spread. Um, and, you know, maybe you can make an argument that that is a bit inflated, but then you come back, one of those covers is against the Cavs uh, within the past week. So, I don't know. I think the Cavs can maybe make that a game. I don't expect them to win it. I think maybe the casual observer might be like, well, it's the playoffs now, so Kyrie and uh, KD are really going to put their foot on the gas. Well, they've been playing in basically must-win situations for the past couple weeks anyways, so I don't really think that's a fair observation to make. Um, Now, I do like the Hornets plus four and a half versus Atlanta in, you know, kind of a one-game playoff type of situation. I do think that they are a much deeper team. Uh, they were competitive with them all regular season. Atlanta, you know, if Trey Young doesn't have a good game, um, do they win? I don't think so. You know, Trey Young probably got to be lights out, whereas, you know, the Hornets do have a couple different guys that can step up. And I'll also take a shot on the Spurs, plus five versus uh, the Pelicans. The Spurs have been a much better defensive team down the stretch uh, compared to the Pelicans. So I think the Spurs can keep that one close as well. Uh, Joe, with all of these uh, playing games that we're going to have this week before it really ramps up on Saturday, what you'll see people reference is what happened in the regular season Mm. in the four matchups. Are you putting anything into uh, regular season results when it comes to the playing games and then the series uh, kicking into high gear on Saturday? I'm a little bit, uh, but you kind of have to take that stuff with a grain of salt. Like, look at the Bucks. Uh, the past handful of seasons. They used to really keep their foot on the gas. They always won the regular season. Fantastic regular season team. And then we saw them kind of come up short in, in the playoffs, right? They lost to uh, – they blew a 2-0 lead to the Raptors, I think it was. And then they had a disappointing exit the next season as well. 
in the bubble. Then kind of last season, uh, during the regular season, they were on cruise control a little bit, floated through things, and then we saw how things worked out in the playoffs. Yes, they got a couple of breaks, but they ended up winning the NBA championship. So, you know, a little bit, but teams and players do tend to step up, and we see different versions of these teams, right? Uh, star players are going to get a lot more minutes. The rotations are going to shrink. So, yeah, you have to consider it. Like, if a team absolutely destroyed a team throughout the regular season, that's a big consideration. But uh, there's a lot more in play, of course, when you get to the playoffs. Joe, what about some of these series prices? Um, I know as a show, we're all looking at Bucks minus two and a half games this morning. Yeah. What do you like? I like the Bucks to sweep the Bulls at uh, plus 300. So something that really stood out to me in the playoffs last year, uh, the Bucks destroyed the Miami Heat in the first round. They swept them. They won three of the games by 17 or more points. And Giannis said at the conclusion of the series, we didn't want to play with their food. I think they're going to take that approach as well. Versus the Bulls, who by any measurement, guys, since the All-Star break, they've been one of the worst teams in the NBA. Whether you want to look at the record or their stats, they've been god-awful. So I think the Bucs aren't going to want to play with their food. And at 3-1, to one, I will take them to sweep that series. Um, you know, it, it, it's kind of interesting. A lot of people uh, seem to be leaning towards the Raptors. Um, I think that the 76ers' talent might be able to get them through with that series. I wouldn't be shocked if they won. I mean, they are the favorite. I don't see Philly making a deep playoff run. I do not trust James Harden or Doc Rivers in a big spot. But, you know, this is setting up to be the best NBA playoffs in a very long time. We do have a handful of teams that have a realistic shot at winning the whole thing. Like the two teams at the top, the Suns and the Bucks, not a whole lot of red flags there. Both teams are excellent in the fourth quarter. And, you know, I would probably have to go with the Bucks to win the whole thing at plus 525. And what really impressed me about them was down the stretch of the regular season, those two games on the road versus Philly versus Brooklyn, uh, both went right down to the wire and they were fantastic in the final minutes of each game and they ended up winning both of those games. So that really stood out to me. I think we're going to see them improve on the defensive end. And the Suns, you really want to take them? I know they're great, but plus 275 to win the whole thing? Uh, I don't see a whole lot of value there. Joe, you mentioned the Raptors Sixer series, 4-5 uh, in the Eastern Conference. Uh, how much do you think the Matisse-Steibel angle is going to affect things? And, you know, he's not a – I would call him a household name. It's not Joel Embiid. It's not James Harden. He is their best perimeter defender, though. Like, they don't have anyone that could cover Van Vliet on the outside. I and mean, I would imagine that would have been his assignment. Uh, or even, you know, at times maybe even Pascal Siakam. He's a versatile defender. So games uh, three, four, six, he's out for because he's unvaccinated, can't go into Canada there. Do you, would that, will that affect how you bet the series? Would you affect how you bet those games? How about that angle? It's not an injured player. It's weird, right? It's not a player that's out for the series. We know he's playing one, two, five, seven, and then not the other games. Um, from a series betting perspective, not a whole lot, really. You know, he's what? Maybe their fourth or fifth best player. You can argue between him and uh, Tobias Harris if you want. But one thing that really stands out to me is Toronto likes to shoot those three-pointers, right? Fred Van Vliet and... Uh, so you might want to keep an eye on some player props because they're going to have a lot of easier looks in those games without that perimeter defense. So I think that is the area where I would attack it. But overall, I don't think that I would downgrade the Sixers a whole lot due to his absence. 
Uh, Joe, a couple of uh, of other fun bets that you can make with the play-in tournament this week is just picking the the teams that are going to advance. You and, and it's yeah. all plus money if you pick the four teams. Like the favorite would obviously be the Nets, Cavs, Timberwolves, and Clippers. The the teams that we're going to see playing on Tuesday. Uh, just to run it down, I know we hit on that Nets Cavs matchup. Uh, which teams do you think are going to advance from the play-in, and they'll par- be participating this weekend? Well, we're going to take the Nets, obviously. Now, I find this Clippers-Timberwolves uh, one very tricky because the Timberwolves were a great team throughout stretches of the regular season, but we've seen them fall off a little bit down the stretch, especially on the defensive end. And you cannot forget about the Clippers. They made a fantastic run during the playoffs last year, surprised a lot of people. They got Paul George back. He kind of got that monkey off his back, the pandemic piece, so I wouldn't be surprised to see – and upset there. I probably will say take uh, the Timberwolves though as a as a home favorite there. I will take the Hornets in an upset to beat uh, the Atlanta Hawks. I think the Hawks have been a bit of a disappointment all season. And like I said, I, I do think the Hawks are a little bit of a one man team. So maybe the Hornets can surprise them there. And you know what? I'll also take the Spurs over the uh, the the Pelicans. I don't think either of these teams is really battle tested and. Especially on the spread, though. I, I don't think the Pelicans deserve to be favored by five in that game. The Spurs have been a better defensive team throughout uh, the past couple of weeks here. So I'll take a couple of dogs there. But, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to these games. It should be exciting. I know you're talking about the Toronto game and maybe looking at some props there. Are there any other games where you might be looking at some player props here? 100%. So I find in the first handful of games during the playoffs, you can get decent value on the over on some star player point totals. Uh, and I've hit this a lot over the recent years. A couple guys that I've been targeting, Luca, Donovan Mitchell, Jason Tatum, just to name a few. And you're probably going to see another handful of guys where their player point total, it's going to be at typically what it's been during the regular season, 25 and a half up to 28 and a half for some of these games. But these guys, they're going to get more shot attempts. They're going to get more minutes. And like I said, these rotations shrink during the playoffs, right? It's not going to be a situation where they're up by 12 with three minutes left and they're going to take them off the floor. No, those guys will be staying on to the end of the game. So you're going to see that uh, throughout the first couple of games anyway. So that's something I'll definitely try to take advantage of. Joe, you mentioned Luca there. We, we were discussing the series that we know already, right? We know the three, six, four, five in each conference before you hopped on. And, and we don't know what to do now with that Jazz-Utah series, because uh, the Jazz and uh, Maverick series, because of Luca's injury. It's, it's vague. He could be back for game one. This could be very mild. This could cut, knock him out for half the series or more. W- what would you do? Because I, I, I thought the Mavericks before the injury, you tell me this matchup, I would have said Mavericks in five. I, I just love the way they're playing, Dal- um, and then Utah the other way. How, how would you handle betting this series without certainty on Luca? Well, it has to be a bit of a stay away. I mean, in terms of spending my own money on, I probably wouldn't pit, uh, get, get too involved there. But I think Utah might be a team that people are sleeping on a little bit. You know, they kind of fit that blueprint of uh, what we saw the Bucks go through uh, before they finally broke through. You know, a great regular season team that comes up short in the playoffs. And we've certainly seen that with Utah. The past couple seasons going into the West uh, West playoffs is one of the favorites and coming up short and choking a little bit. Now, they were a bit underwhelming here this season, that's for sure, but they've got a ton of talent. So maybe, you know, with a little bit of experience under their belt in the playoffs, 
They might finally be able to break through. Now, you don't get a whole lot of confidence out of them. We saw them blow some big leads um, in the past couple of weeks of the season here. But uh, the Mavs will be in trouble if that uh, injury is significant at all. But I wouldn't be surprised to see the Jazz pull off a bit of a surprise there. Uh, Joe, I know you break down the baseball card each and every day. Now you're getting probably back in the flow of doing that uh, after the first weekend. What do you like for this Monday MLB card? Yeah, well, we're still a little—it's still a little bit tricky, right? Because you're going off stats from last season and performances from last season. I got myself into trouble with uh, taking uh, the Brandon Woodruff uh, strikeout total versus the Cubs. It looked like an absolute lock, and he came out and absolutely yeah. stunk. So you can get yourself into trouble when you're going off uh, analysis from last year. But there are a few spots that did stick out to me. I like the Blue Jays on the first five money line in New York. Versus the Yankees. Of course, we know this Blue Jays offense has been absolutely flying to come out of the gates here. Uh, they've been especially good early in games. 16 runs scored in innings, one through five. That's the second pass in baseball so far. And I do give them the edge with Alec Manoa taking on uh, Jamison Tyon. He got lit up by the Blue Jays last season, so fair number on the Blue Jays. And of course, if anyone follows me on Twitter, and if you haven't been following my baseball coverage, you know I like to celebrate Dylan Bundy Day. So uh, I'm going <laughs> to go back to the well. I've made a lot of money off baiting this guy. And you can get the Mariners on the, the first five money line, plus 105, uh, taking on Dylan Bundy, who's coming off a really bad season last year. Now, I'm not going to make a case for Chris Flexen being a Cy Young candidate by any means. But uh, to be able to get the Mariners a plus money on the first five money line, I like that spot as well. Mm, I was looking at a Buxton home run versus Flexen for today, but interesting. Um, what is your assessment of this Blue Jays team? So much excitement surrounding the Jays. Just big picture. Uh, what is your take? Yeah, a, a lot of hype, and I'm a fan. If you're watching the video, I get the Joe Carter home run uh, Sports Illustrated cover up behind me. You know, that's my my favorite moment in all sports. It's so good. Joe me, G's uh, too. Joe's yeah, Joe I met Philadelphia <laughs> over there, right? I've seen it too many times. Too many times. Yeah. Um, so, it, I mean, the Blue Jays' offense is probably the best in baseball. The starting rotation is going to be solid. The uh, the bullpen still obviously a bit of a question mark, as many are to open the season. I think Romano is going to be good and the, the closer role, but my expectations are in check. You know, it's not world series or bust for the blue Jays by any means, like it would be for the Dodgers or how it is for the Yankees every year. Um, I know they have the best odds in the American league to win the world series, but for me uh, to be realistic, I would be pleased if they can make it to the ALCS. You got to get into the playoffs and win a series or two. I think that'd be realistic. You know, this is a team on the come up. It's not make or break this year. Um, so yeah, I think the Blue Jays probably going to be one of the better teams in the, the regular season. And if they can get through to the ALCS, I'd be happy with that as a fan. I think that's a realistic expectations. Joe, quickly about 30 seconds or so to go. How, how far into the season do you start believing in what you're seeing trends wise with baseball? Two weeks, three weeks, a month, you know, that, those numbers kind of stabilize for you as a better. I like going three times through the rotation, I think is fair. Uh, like if you look, like I pointed out, Brandon Woodruff, he's not that bad as he was when he was pitching at Wrigley Field over the weekend. Jose Barrios, he couldn't even get through an inning versus the Texas Rangers. He's not that bad. So there's going to be some bumps in the road early on. Some guys are going to slump right out of the gate. 
But I do think you you do get a sample size when you get into 15 games or so, you know, how teams are hitting righties, how they're hitting lefties, uh, how the bullpens are performing. But that is an area where I feel comfortable with a comfortable sample size for sure, three times through the rotation. Joe, we appreciate it. Joe Osborne on the Roman Guest Line. Get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. Go to GetRoman.com slash BeckQL now to get $15 off your first month. That's GetRoman.com slash BeckQL. Dive back into baseball, NBA playoffs as well. That's up next right here on the BeckQL Network. These Joes are helping you bet like a pro. It's Joe Ostrowski, Joe Giglio, and Aaron Hawksworth on BetQL Daily from BetQL.